to the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A podcast as we embark on uh, the 2020-21 SJHL season, uh, hopefully at some point uh, here as we sit in the coach's office uh, on the campus of the Ethel Murray College of Notre Dame. And I'm joined by the brand new head coach and general manager of the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A, Brett Pilkington. Brett, how does it sound? Head coach, GM, Junior A Hounds. Yeah, it uh, sounds pretty good, and uh, obviously for me, um, just who I am, uh, it's a title. Um, at the end of the day, uh, um, when I chose to come here last year, I came here to help develop players uh, at the junior level and the high school level and uh, help kids move on to opportunities that I had as a player. And again, as, as far as head coach and GM, yeah, I got some more responsibility for the junior team, but at the end of the day, it's all about all the kids here on campus and uh, how we can help them be better players and at the same time, better people. Sure. I'm sure the people out there wondering, you know, what's uh, the latest update in terms of hiring an assistant coach? Uh, what, what can you tell the folks at home? Yeah, so right now um, we're in the process of taking applications and uh, taking a look at the options we have moving forward here and Obviously, the time of year here right now, we're looking to move fairly quickly and get someone in here and introduce them to the culture and uh, uh, what we got going on here at Athel Murray College. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, culture there. And every coach coming in, uh, you know, you, you had new coaches. You were a player, and they came in, and, and they tried to sort of make their mark, make their stamp. Um, you know, in, in terms of that culture, in terms of that identity, uh, what are you hoping that this Junior A Hounds program looks like uh, for this year? And, uh, and sort of as a follow-up question, um, you know, you always talk about wanting to uh, leave something better than when you, when, you, when you picked it up, I guess, is, is a good principle to have. And, um, you know, what do you, what do you kind of hope the, the legacy you leave is as you start this? Yeah, so for me, you know, stepping in here at right now, you know, uh, Phil did a great job of recruiting this offseason. And I think we got a good core of younger guys and a good core of older guys coming back. And, um, my envision for this team is to be fast, play quick, and uh, play offensive and um, do our best to show our skills as uh, hockey players to open up those doors at the n- next level. Um, me being the next uh, forward and uh, coaching some pretty offensive teams over the years, um, my philosophy is uh, let's attack, always be on the aggression, and at the same time keep a few pucks out of our nets. So. Um, when you ask, you know, how I hope to leave this, I, I hope to leave these players, you know, after this year and the years to come with uh, the idea that, uh, you know, hockey's about fun. And at the same time, uh, when when we're working, it, it's got to be intense and we got to get the most out of the opportunity. And um, for me, if th- those things are happening, the, the kids we have here this year and years to come will get those opportunities to uh, play at the next level and beyond. I know it's uh, been only a couple uh, of days, a couple, like maybe a week or so, since it all uh, all went down. But what was that like for you? Um, you know that period of sort of uncertainty, and then and then you know getting the job. What was sort of your first uh, first reactions, first feelings about it? Yeah, so for me, uh, when it first came down, I I was a little bit in shock. Um, you know, I. I felt like I was prepared for the opportunity to be at the same time. When, when you first get the news, you're, you're a little bit overwhelmed with uh, the situation. So, no, it, uh, it was big. Uh, obviously, my family was very supportive and uh, went home and let them know. And they're ecstatic and, uh, you know, said whatever we can do to help you. We're there for you. 
but, but that's kind of where that lies. Yeah, cool. And obviously, I know great family that you got, uh, very welcoming to anybody that, that comes into. And, um, you know, you'll be living, uh, you know, you lived down here last year and you'll be living down here in Wilcox this year as well. Uh, coming up, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, Phil, for those that don't know, uh, off to uh, Shawinigan in the Quebec Ranger Junior Hockey League. Uh, what are some of the things that you uh, kind of learned from Phil in terms of, uh, you know, some, some things that he passed down to you as you, you stepped into the junior game as a coach? Yeah, so for me, last year was a huge learning curve at the junior level here. And, uh, you know, Phil did a great job of including me in everything we did day in and day out. And uh, some of his knowledge at the next level where these kids wanted to be of what it looked like to be, you know, a college player, a pro player, and, and just how to teach that to these kids coming through was huge for me. And, and um, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think there's many guys in the game at any level that gets X's and O's and the video side of hockey like Phil does. So uh, I learned a lot on that side. And, and then just the bench management as well, uh, you know, coming out of midget hockey to junior, you're dealing with different different age group of kids again and just how you deal with you know young men and how you get across points and and how you get the most out of them I, I think uh moving into this year I'll take a lot of those tips and uh, moments from Phil and try to make my own solution for that as well yeah for sure uh, one of the things that I've noticed being around the SJHL for uh, a couple of years now is uh, kind of the fraternity of coaches that uh, exist you know, sort of top to bottom in the league, they're all such great guys, uh, guys who want to, you know, talk about hockey, love the game, and uh, and just, you know, there isn't there isn't a bad apple, really. Like, you go to these events, these showcases, and all of them are just tremendous guys and, and tremendous hockey guys. Um, you know, how much have you heard from sort of the SJ coaching fraternity? I know there's been some turnover, you know, in, in Kindersley and in Melville and um, Estevan, other, some other you know other other roles obviously assistance and whatnot too but uh, how much have you heard from them and sort of have they given you any advice too or thoughts uh, from them yeah so again like having uh, you know phil include me in all the day last every day-to-day operation last year i got to meet some of these coaches and since you know the news came down uh, some of them reached out to me for sure and um, you know, that's very respectable and, uh, you know, and always asking if there's anything you need, just reach out. We'll do our best to help you. And, and again, I, I find, uh, the coaches in this league are top end and, uh, you know, and there's programs that, uh, are across Canada where, you know, they're going through turnover as well. And, but at the end of the day, I think the SJ or the CJHL is doing their best to get the best people involved and, and I think you can see that uh, year in and year out. Yeah, and obviously this is uh, such a unique off season. I don't want to talk about COVID too much because I feel like every podcast, every article is basically about that. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a bummer, to be honest. But, uh, you know, obviously the Notre Dame program is unique in a lot of ways to all the other CJ programs. Um, you know, what? Uh, I guess in what ways uh, does the Notre Dame Junior A hounds program have to deal with uh the realities of covid both in terms of things that are the same as every other junior a team and if there are anything that is different uh, maybe think about like, if you could share what, what, what might be different yeah so for sure like obviously strange year every, everything happening with the COVID, like you said and you know for us here at notre dame the big thing is is we we got you know our students that come here for high school and uh, so that's just adding to our population and at the same time, you know, our, our players here at, at Notre Dame, the junior program, they live in the dorms. So 
here at Notre Dame, we will make a bubble for uh, junior players and students. So that might be a, an advantage for us where all the other teams in the SJ billeted. So they're in and out of people's homes day in and day out. And, um, you know, some of those families, you know, um, might be nervous about these players going on the road and coming back and so on and so forth. So for us here at Notre Dame, living in the dorms and that, uh, you know, we go out and play a road game and we come back and then we're back into our dorm, our junior A dorm and our, our little bubble. So um, at, at the end of the day, nothing's going to be perfect this year and uh, as far as COVID goes. And I think here at Notre Dame, we'll just adapt to what we're kind of given. But uh, I do feel that the, the province here in Saskatchewan is doing a great job of uh, doing the best to keep uh, everybody safe and and I know fans out there are anxious for the season to start, but at the same time, uh, we want our players to be safe and uh, taken care of at, the, at, at that point too. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, we have maybe a, a tiny bit of an, of an advantage in that we have the Dorn bubble. Also, Wilcox is the smallness, I guess, of Wilcox is something that, uh, uh, you know, some people would say may, gives us a little disadvantage in some ways, but... Uh, maybe in this type of a situation, again, it, it might be easier maybe to get kids in here, quarantined in here, find some place to, to stay and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, definitely got to take what edges you can in, in this uh, in this world. And speaking of uh, edges, you know, you, you have pretty good experience coaching at the midget level. You've coached some very, very good players uh, in Calgary, midget hockey. and But one element of minor hockey, maybe as opposed to junior hockey, uh, that, that often is the case is that there is always so much turnover in minor hockey. You know, kids move or kids move on or kids don't make the team or you know better than me. There's so many reasons why that happens, but it seems like even more so than the junior A level. Uh, there's always some turnover in junior hockey, especially junior A, as you know, but it seems even more in minor hockey. So uh, do you feel like that, uh, you know, is, is a help to you, I guess, that you have that experience as an assistant and head coach at the at the midget level coming in here relatively recently um you know given that coming into this next season we anticipate having um you know quite a new quite a different locker room uh, in terms of the personnel than we did last year yeah so for me with my experience at the midget level and uh you know knowing some of the kids coming in and knowing some of the kids coming into the league I think uh, it, it helps me personally, um, and I hope I can uh, relay my information on these kids over to our new assistant when we appoint that person. Um, at the same time, you know, the trans transition from midget to junior, I think my experience is at the midget level, and then having one year here at junior, I can help these kids in that transition because it is a, it is a big jump. You go from, you know, eating at home, being with mom and dad every night to now, oh, I'm 18, you know, 17, I'm out on the road by myself and fending for myself. So it's life-changing and uh, for these kids, but at the end of the day, it's the it's the part that, hey, you chose you want to go after your dreams to be a hockey player. And um, at some point, th those decisions as an individual and as a family have to be made. And um, you hope that when you make that decision, you make a good decision for you as a player and you pick the right program. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, I really appreciate your time as you – uh, kind of get things set around here and make the office, uh, you know, Brett, head coach Brett's office and, and everything. So, again, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, there's always, always a tension, in, and there should be a tension in developmental hockey until you get to the NHL of how do we balance winning with developing, with getting, getting people and players to grow up as players, as people. Um, and that there always is that, that balance 
Uh, how do you approach that? Is it attention or is it not attention? What's what's your philosophy about that? Well, for for me uh, on the development side, obviously, you know, uh, being a past skills coach and also coach, being a head coach and assistant, I think I think the part that's missed most is with, with development wins will come. Uh, if if you're not developing the player on and off the ice, you you know the the wins don't get created. So. When I when I look at the development model, your your job as a head coach or whatever your part is in hockey is to develop the individual as a player and a person. And if you're developing those two pieces, the wins as a team should be there because you've developed individuals and then you develop the groups. So um, th- those are kind of what I see as um, my trigger points this year is taking the time to. Uh, develop the individual players on a day-to-day basis as people and as players and then at the same time during the practices the workouts the bus trips develop the group to become one so that those wins end up happening and and I think that's the biggest piece of it and you know uh, in today's world in junior hockey and at the next levels and all that everybody's in a rush because you play so many games and at some, at some point, you know, as a coach, you, you need to slow the group down and, and look at the, the, the pieces of the puzzle and, and figure out what's going to get the most out of the individual, and that will translate into wins. For sure. And then uh, just the last question. Uh, we can't go through every uh, new signing. We can't go through every attorney right now. We'll, we'll do a sort of a season preview in terms of the roster, um, you know, maybe closer to the season, we know exactly what uh, what faces and stuff will be around. We got a pretty good idea, I think, but um, you know, still want to keep that uh, keep that process as a process. But um, you know, for those that are wondering out there, uh, you know, obviously, it's no secret that lots of kids, lots of players, uh, moved on different opportunities, and and in every situation, I think a good opportunity uh, for these for these young men, and and that's great. Um, but you know, the question probably then is what will this season look like as the roster kind of takes shape? What will the team on the ice uh, kind of look like uh, sort of a, as a style? Uh, you know, how is this team going to be competitive? Do you, how would you answer that question? Yeah, so just with the, the re- recruiting class that Phil and myself have put together here that, uh, you know, we're looking for fast players that have played in the elite stream uh, for a few years anyways. And, um, the idea is to play fast every opportunity we can. Uh, we're going to go on the offense and we're going to create scoring chances and we're, we're going to put pucks in good spots. And um, I, I think if you're playing the game that way, you're not in your own zone and uh, people are enjoying your style and the kids are enjoying playing that way because it's not a uh, holy, we're going to be in our own zone all night and it's going to be challenging to get the puck out. So, so the idea is just to create opportunity, create, the moments in the game that the kids love and and I think we all know that those moments are on the offensive side the defensive side is hard work the offense is fun so um, that will be kind of be my vision here you know still developing some ideas as, as we go here but uh, when we get ramped up in September there it will be uh, how do we how do we create more scoring opportunities for the team from last year and and I think with the recruiting class there you know we, we've recruited some speed we recruited some pieces that are um, are going to be high-end goal scorers and um, playmakers and, you know, like I said, create that speed off off transition and off uh, off uh, offensive zone strategy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I've said it to you and I've said it to many people. just can't wait, uh, you know, to get this going, to get 
skates on the ice and, and see players uh, with pucks and and just sort of a little bit of normalcy. And Brett, I'm sure you are too, Brett. Uh, but uh, you know, thank you so much uh, for your time, and uh, I'm sure we'll see lots of each other uh, moving forward. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, again, uh, once we get some information on when the season can start, uh, <laughs> we'll get back out to to Jamie, and he'll let everyone know. Perfect. Thanks for listening, folks.